Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. A lot to get to. Um, a lot of injuries that Memphis basketball has been dealing with. Some news on the Rashid Wallace front, um, as well as uh, a a couple losses that were disappointing and, you know, a couple games coming up starting with Thursday's game against SMU um, that are uh, pretty important if Memphis wants to get this back on track uh, and, and make a run of this thing, if you will, you know, give it, give itself at least a chance to try and make the NCAA tournament uh, as an at-large bid. So lots to get to, um, but let's start Muns with, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday just a couple hours after Penny Hardaway spoke to the media and the big news out of the uh, availability was the uh, availability of Rashid Wallace, uh, the assist Memphis assistant coach Penny uh, telling reporters that he is going to work remotely for the rest of the year and is in more of a consultant's role now. Um, I guess what is we'll play the full clip in a second, but I want to get your immediate reaction, Muns, to the news that that Rasheed Wallace, an assistant coach in name only at this point, uh, he's not going to be with the team in person. It appears the remainder of the season. I mean, it was pretty clear to those paying attention that this was the direction things were headed. Um, you know, after the uh, situation that happened in Nashville about a month ago, like right out a month ago, when the Memphis-Tennessee game was called off because of positive COVID tests. Uh, whenever Memphis got back to practice and stuff like that, uh, a week or a week and a half after that, um, Rasheed Wallace wasn't there. He wasn't there for the Tulane game. He wasn't there for the Wichita State game. He's missed the last, what, five or six games it's been since he's been on the bench. Um, and, and you know, we, we would ask, reporters would ask Penny, um, pretty much after every at every at every turn, where's where's Rashid? You know what's what's going on with Rashid? Is he is he what's you know what's it what's an update and uh, uh, what's the update? And he says every time he said he's you know just caught up in health and safety protocols and um, you know I I I think after that that buys you a little bit of time, but like after the first couple of games where he's missing and you get to the fifth and sixth game and he's still not there then it's very clear that something's up. And uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, so, I mean, that's my take on the situation. It was just a deal where, uh, you know, the 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 health and safety of not only him, but also the team is at a point 
right now where they just can't afford to like mess with it uh, in, in any way, shape or form. They can't, you know, it's not a gamble that anybody wants to take at this stage. And, and, um, and so, yeah, here we are. Rasheed Wallace is now working remotely. I guess the whole, you know, every, everybody's been working remotely for the last two years. Uh, what's, what's, what's an assistant basketball coach, uh, an assistant college basketball coach doing the same thing. And, and, you know, as, as, as you'll hear in just a second, Penny will explain, um, exactly what Rashid's role is going to be. He'll spell it out pretty clearly. All right, let's hear from Penny. Rashid is actually still with us. He's more of an, in a consultant's role. He was in health and safety protocols and now he's more of a, you know, in a consultant's role, you know, still talk to him all the time. And, you know, he's, excuse me, talks with the bigs about the next game and about what's going on through, uh, through Zoom. And uh, he's just doing everything remotely now. I'm not, I don't know about what happens later in the, uh, in the season, but he's still a part of who we are, you know, talking to him and him uh, looking at game film and, and looking at our practices as well and, uh, and staying in touch with the bigs. I think it was more of just a, a mutual decision with his, with his health and safety, okay. you know, and uh, in that area. And then it just, I said, hey, can you just be a, just be a con- consultant basically from remote, remotely to still stay in with us. We still want your opinion and your assessment on what's going on. Get on Zoom with the guys to talk about the bigs, like as, as if you were at the scout. The same thing he would do if he was here. So interesting stuff from Penny there. I wanted to get back, Jason, to something you sort of said. It, you know, you could see this coming. And and, and this is going to get all the headlines, you know, Rashid, what, what's happening here with Rashid going remote. And there's no way to spin it as a positive. You know, at best, it, you know, it, it, there's no way it's a good thing that one of your assistant coaches is not going to be in person working with with the players and on the bench during the games. But I would say this, it, you know, I, people are going to get their pot shots in. I would say there are plenty of other reasons to get your pot shots in at Memphis basketball other than this Rasheed Wallace situation. Like at no in no way, shape or form do I sense this is Rasheed like jumping ship because the season hasn't gone well or jumping or not, you know, or having some sort of disagreement with Penny or whatever. Like, that's not like, it's very clearly, you know, my guess is he, you know, based on the fact that he was wearing a mask on the sideline before all this happened, my guess is he's not vaccinated. And, you know, we've seen that as a problem in terms of, you know, it cost Memphis the Tennessee game having too many guys unvaccinated. Um, I'd be speculating though, to really get at the true cause of it. All we know is that Penny said it was a mutual decision based on health and safety. But I would say, even though this is getting a lot of headlines today, as you sort of alluded to, Jason, did not strike me as any of this is news to the Memphis basketball program or the Memphis basketball players. I think this reality, they knew this reality for a while now that Rashid was not necessarily going to be here in person. And and I'd make the argument I didn't really sense. Like It seemed like Rashid's role on the staff was he worked – a lot individually with the big men and kind of was more of like a mentor slash workout guy for the big men. Um, And like, I don't think strategically or anything like that. Like, I don't think Memphis is really losing that much here. Um, And frankly, it kind of speaks to, you know, maybe, you know, whether they decide if they decide to move on from Rashid after the season and hire a different assistant coach, 
maybe it is something you address. Like you, you maybe need to hire someone who is, uh, can help you more from a strategic standpoint, um, from a running of the program standpoint. Um, but the reality is I just don't know how much they're losing other than the name Rashid Wallace and probably, you know, a, a nice mentor for the big men. But it seems like they haven't had that mentor for a few weeks now. It's not like this is just happening all of a sudden. Um, so uh, my, my sense is whether this Memphis season continues on the path it's been on, whether they get back on track and go on a run here, whether they totally collapse, I don't think any of it was necessarily going to have to do with whether with the fact that Rashid Wallace is working remotely, I guess is how I would put it. Um, yeah, I think you're, it's a bigger story in the headline than it is in actuality, I guess is, is the way I would look at it. The one thing you can say is that, you know, there aren't other teams in the country dealing with something like this. Like there, you know, you're not hearing about other, programs that have assistant coaches working remotely so there is some strangeness to this like i'm not trying to sugarcoat that um but at the same time i think in in terms of how it'll actually affect the season i i have my doubts that it's actually going to affect what direction this season was going to go at from this point is not going to be affected by it yeah, and the one thing that I would add is, is you know, again, it's it's Rasheed Wallace, it's Memphis, it's Penny, it's it's Amani Bates and Jalen Duran, it's Larry Brown, it's high profile, but uh, it 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 also wouldn't be as a as probably viewed outside as big of a deal as it is if the season wasn't going the way it has gone up to this point. It's you know, it's just. It's another. It's yet another thing that you can throw. It's another log that you can throw on this fire, for anybody outside of Memphis or any non-Memphis fan. It's just something else that that's that's tacked on to the end of what's been a very strange, awkward, disjointed, uncomfortable. I mean, we've used all these words and headlines, all these adjectives and headlines, <laughs> uh, in the last in the last few weeks, right? You know, awkward, uncomfortable, disjointed. It's. And it is what it is. That's 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 exactly what it's what it is. But if it weren't, if the season was going this way, it wouldn't be. You know, it wouldn't be uh, more than just Rasheed Wallace, high-profile guy, not with not going to be in person anymore. It would it would just be. You know, it'd be a quick story, be done. People would forget about it. But because it's Memphis and because of the way things are going, it's it's just yet another, like I said, another log on that fire. Well, let's dive into the two-game losing streak Memphis is going to bring into this SMU game. But first, let me tell you about the new sports app we've launched as part of our USA Today family. USA Today Sports Plus is the new sports app that puts the fans first. Get the latest scores, stats, and standings, and more by downloading USA Today Sports Plus from the app store of your choice, whether it's Apple or Google Play. Uh, USA Today Sports Plus, fan harder. Muns, the Tigers have been making it difficult on their fans um, this season. You start off 5-0, and then you go on that four-game losing streak. Then it looks like they got things in order they won three of four or four of five games, including a three-game winning streak. And then 
a ton of injuries hit him, um, and they've now dropped two games in a row. Um, the one at UCF la- middle of last week felt understandable given the injury situation and the caliber of team they were playing and how that game went. Uh, the Saturday game at ECU uh, did not feel uh, like a good loss whatsoever. Uh, they drop a 19, they lose a 19 point lead, 15 point lead in the second half, 10 point lead with two minutes to go as ECU hits that buzzer beater. Uh, it leaves the Tigers at nine and seven and three and three in AAC play. Um, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, Muns. Um, DeAndre Williams hasn't been, hasn't played since the Cincinnati game. Alex Lomax hasn't played since the, uh, Tulane game. Um, Landers Nolly did not play against ECU. Um, Chandler Lawson hasn't played since the Virginia Tech game. Um, am I missing anyone? Jaden Hardaway did not play against ECU. They were down. Who? Earl Timberlake missed the UCF game. Amani Bates. Um, what Amani Bates has been hurt at times this year. Jalen Duran has missed games this year due to injury. Um, Penny said for this SMU game that uh, Chandler and Jaden are definitely out. Landers, DeAndre, and Alex Lomax are questionable game time decision type of things. Um, but I guess my question to you is. You know, Penny keeps saying over and over again, you know, with our full team, I'm I'm sure we'd be undefeated since the Alabama game, um, which he might be right. How much do you think they should be? We should allow them to blame these injuries for these losses. All right. So like, is it an so, ex- is it is it a worthy excuse that they have they have dealt with? an absurd run of injury string of injuries here over the last three weeks. And that, and that, you know, we should excuse the fact that they are three and three in league play and nine and seven overall. All right. Well, to me, there is just a huge gray area here. I would say my answer is yes and no. Um, I, 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 I've spoken like a true beat writer. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is how I, let me, I mean, it's honestly how I feel. I mean, if, 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 if you were talking about one injury, maybe two, that's one thing, but you're not, you're talking about one, two, like four injuries per game for the last three weeks, four weeks, four weeks. Uh, yeah, it's really since it's three. It's since they came back from the COVID break. They've been missing some for some. They've been missing at least one guy who would be in the rotation since they came back from the COVID break. Oh, I think I think they've missed closer to two or three starters per game since. Mm-hmm. The COVID break. I mean, because again, you're going back to Amani Bates missing those games. You're going back to Earl Timberlake missing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these are guys who who have started. Jalen and Jalen and DeAndre missed the Tulane game. The Wichita exactly. the Wichita State game. You're missing Lomax and Amani. Um, the um, what was the next game after Tulane? Uh, was that oh. Tulsa? 
Tol- yeah, the Tulsa game. I guess you had Deion. That's probably the most healthy you were. You were missing Alo in that one um, and Amani. Um, but right. yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they've been missing multiple guys in every conference game. Yeah, and and, and again, it's like four of Memphis's last five losses. Uh, DeAndre Williams hasn't been present. He's your best player. Um, and so, what? Getting back to my point is in a vacuum. You know, you wouldn't normally say. Okay, I understand you had this guy out, you had that guy out, so it's okay, or you know, it's understandable that you lost. But it's, it's, we're going on a full month where you're without two, three, sometimes four rotation guys or more. Um, and I just think that the prolonged nature of this, the fact that this has been going on for a full month. It's catching up to the guys who have been playing. Lester Quinones, Josh Minot, Tyler Harris. You know, these are guys who haven't missed a single game. And, you know, I I think, honestly, there have been times in these last few couple of weeks where they've looked tired, Um, you know. And and so, I don't know. I just, I I feel like it's it's really, really um, normally... Uh, injuries are no excuse, uh, but to me, this is just a special. These are just different circumstances. I mean, you you know, and 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 again, we're not talking about just a couple of guys here and there. You're talking about starters. You're also talking about rotation guys like Chandler Lawson, and uh, and and I don't know. It's just how I feel. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I don't think you're looking at it wrong. I, I would look at it like this. I, I sort of look at it on a game-by-game basis. Like, ultimately, I think, like, you know, you're missing DeAndre and 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 Jalen Duran against Tulane, you know, and Tulane, you know, frankly, has been, the, has been the surprise of the conference so far early in conference play. Looking back, that feels like, you know, and it was a game you didn't really, you know, but at the same time, it was a one-point game, you know, like type of game you expect if you're a tournament team, you pull that out. Um, the one that felt like the UCF game felt like, you know, that felt like a game where I was like, you know what, like they're missing a bunch of guys. Like it's hard to win against a good team on the road like that. Um, I thought the ECU loss was totally inexcusable. Like, because like that had nothing to do with how many guys you had injured that had everything to do with just fumbling the game away, both with poor play on the court and poor decisions made all, uh, by the coaching, by the coaching staff. And I think it, you know, I, you know, so that's how I look at it. I look at it on a game by game basis. Like ultimately they should have beaten Tulane and ECU. Yeah. I mean, and I would just, the one thing I would add to the, to the, uh, to the ECU situation, you said poor poor decisions on the court, poor decisions by the coaching staff off the court, and uh, just an unfortunate decision by a by a freshman um, player who mm-hmm. left the bench. Have it yeah. with with twelve minutes left in the game. He's, he's but even that they're up ten with two minutes to go, Jason. Even with that, like you're oh, up yeah. ten. They had a they had an inbounds play out of a timeout where they couldn't even inbound the ball out of a timeout. Yeah, and then I you know. add on the fact that down the stretch 
Jalen Duran is your leading scorer in the second half, four of five from the field, doesn't get another field goal attempt over the last 741 of the, of the game. And instead, and not just that, you're feeding Malcolm Dandridge in the post. Like at a certain point, if you're Penny, you got to call timeout and like stop the team from doing that. Um, He also mentioned that, you know, Amani Bates looked like the best player on the floor in the first half, got three shots after the halftime, none in the last like 10 minutes of the game. And Penny was asked about that after the game and says, you know, essentially said the team froze him out. They didn't find him. Um, and at a certain point, again, you call, you got to call timeout and demand that they find them. Like, right. and then, you know, players like, you know, Lester Quinones, like does not, has not played like a veteran player. I mean, right. that, that offensive foul he had late in that second half was just a play, you know, that was a boneheaded play. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, him and Landers Nolly, I think have been, you know, especially offensively, very disappointing, I know Landers has done some things as a passer and has improved a little defensively, but like both you, you know, ultimately like you need those guys hitting shots. Like you expect your veterans like them to be guys you can rely on. And it does, you know, they've been as inconsistent as anyone, as everyone has been. And, and I think it all adds up to like, this team is what it like Penny keeps saying, like we'd be undefeated if this, this, and this, like I would say, this team is what it rec- what its record says. It's a team that hasn't been good aside from a couple games this season, with a coaching staff that hasn't really helped the cause. That that's how I look at this team right now at nine and seven. Now that's not to say they can't figure it out. I mean, like they can still go on a run. The AAC is trash this year. I mean, it just is. Um, I mean, you're going to play SMU on Thursday. SMU's probably one of the three or four best teams in the league. They've won 10 of 11 games. Um, and there's nothing about them that should scare you. You know, Kendrick Davis is pretty good, but, you know, and they shoot the three ball pretty well. But, like, ultimately, even a depleted Memphis still has more on paper than them. Um, but, you know, I don't know what version of Memphis is going to show up in that game. I got no, I don't even know who's going to play for them. You know, like, yeah, and that's and neither, sort of where we're at with this season. Yeah, and neither does Penny Hardaway. So while we're at it, we should, as we're making this transition from the week that was, the disappointing week that was, to the upcoming uh, stretch, we should we should hear what Penny Hardaway had to say earlier today about, like, where the team's head is at and where, uh, uh, you know, exactly exactly how things are, what what the what the mindset is of the Tigers right now. I think right now they're pissed off, to be honest with you. They know we've, like, let some games go. Even though since conference has started, we haven't had our entire team. You know, I can say with the utmost confidence that if we had our entire team, no one ever would have had COVID, and we went through the Alabama game, through Tennessee. I feel like we'd be undefeated this year still. I really do, because we had momentum after the Alabama game. The COVID pause, lost momentum, and then the injuries. You don't know who you're going to have. And then Josh getting kicked out of the game – really hurt us because we lost another body. And at the end of the day, no one cares. You lose those games and you got to keep plugging along. So I think right now it's more pissed off. Yeah, so there you have it. Um, well, I'm glad they're pissed off. Uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of fans that are pissed off too. So yes, maybe, yes. We get a, maybe we get a pissed off version of the team on Thursday against SMU. That'd be nice. And, and, and it would be nice if, uh, 
if if the players that are that he labeled as questionable actually are questionable and um i mean because he's been saying he's been saying alex lomax is is you know definitely out for the last few weeks uh he, he called him questionable today so that that seems like an upgrade and uh at this point it, you know it, it doesn't matter who it is you need bodies and uh and and you know alex lomax is a, is a fantastic defender so if you have him going opposite kendrick davis uh, might not be so bad. Yeah, at the same time, I do wonder because he, he Penny seemed to indicate these guys have not been practicing. He did. And so whether it's Alex Lomax or DeAndre Williams or Landers Nolly, like they're going to be guys who are going to be playing having not practiced for for a minute. So we'll, I mean, that that'll be an interesting dynamic if indeed they any or all of them play against SMU, but. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, right now, if you look at the bracketologies, Memphis is in some version of next four out or not even on the board right now. Um, but they're not that far off from from being back on the quote unquote bubble. Um, I would just caution that, you know, this is the time of year where the teams from other leagues that have a lot more opportunities for quad one and quad two wins they get they, it's just easier for them because you know they can they, they whereas out of Memphis's 12 games left probably only four or five of them are useful for its resume you know right. and the other eight seven or eight can only really just hurt their resume like sat like Sunday's game at Tulsa the really the only thing that that game can do is hurt Memphis if they lose it um you compare that to teams in like the SEC where if they have 12 games left like 10 of them are going to be games that could potentially help them. So even if they go four and six or five and five in those 10 games, like that's actually not that bad. Um, that's, that could help their resume. Memphis goes five and five, like it's done, it's over. Um, so you're going to have to just win the conference tournament. And I think what you should be focused on as a fan right now, because it's a, it's going to be a long path to get, you know, Frankly, it feels unlikely that they'll be able to play their way into an at-large berth at this point. They'd probably have to win out or maybe lose just once um, type of thing, like, you know, to realistically think you can get an at-large berth. You know, yeah, you, you can only really lose one or two more times in that situation. And nothing that this team's shown me so far suggests they're only going to lose one or two more times this year. Maybe they're capable of it, but nothing they've done to this point would suggest that that is going to happen. But I do think you should have your eyes on you, you want to right now. I think Memphis enters this game, like either I believe in set tied for sixth or seventh place in the league because ECU won again last night. Um, and so I think if you're a Memphis fan, you need to be eyeing, okay, to win the conference tournament, you, you, you don't want to have to win four games in four days. So, the primary goal right now should be to climb up into the top four of the league standings again, which shouldn't be that difficult. Um, yeah. And to sort of get a run going, build some momentum. Like Penny's talked about how they've never, you know, they finally had some momentum. It felt like after the Alabama game, then the COVID break happened. They finally had a little bit of momentum when they beat Wichita and then beat when they beat Cincinnati, it felt like, okay, they're about to really get rolling here. And then they go to UCF and go to ECU and lose two games in a row. They, they, they just got it's it's got to be baby steps at this point. And it starts with, you know, 
getting a getting a win over a pretty good SMU team at home, and then going on the road to Tulsa, a place you haven't had a lot of success at, uh, and getting a win there. And then you've got a home game rematch against ECU coming up after that. Now, now we can start talking about this team's getting on a little roll again, and that's that's what's gonna that's what's important uh, from here on out. They need to they need to get some momentum because um, they need to start stacking wins. And um, but that starts on Thursday. It's gonna be a tough game. I mean, SMU is a good team. Yeah, they are, and they're older. They they picked up a number of transfers. They got the Weathers brothers from Duquesne and Texas Southern. Uh, Zach Nuttall from uh, I think it was Stephen F. Austin or Sam Houston State, one of the two, and um, you know Kendrick Davis, and and they got the the transfer from Baylor, a uh, big guy from Baylor, and so it's um, you know they're older and they're they're well coached and. You know, Kendrick Davis is what what makes them go. So if they can disrupt him, then then I, you know, like you said earlier, this is not like a it's super intimidating team or anything. Like they can be beaten. Uh, you just got to do it. And so, yeah, it, it'll be. It, I mean, but but this this game Thursday is the most important game point blank period uh, uh left in the season and at this at this point in time and uh well, the Houston games are more important but I know what you're saying like if you lose this it does feel like like you know there's no there, it doesn't it feels like it's going to be really hard to to mount any sort of serious uh charge at at, at an at large berth all I'll say is Memphis better treat it as the most important game left on the schedule because yeah. otherwise, it seems like if they don't do that, uh, they're just they're just suspect to uh, getting beaten, and you know it's it it it, it could spiral. You know, it would be the third loss in a row, and it would be the eighth loss in twelve games. They gotta yeah. they gotta do something. Yeah, no, you're right. When you put it like that, it's you're absolutely right. It is. It is a vital, vital game, and and we'll see we'll see what version of the Tigers comes out comes out at FedEx Forum. Whether it's and I mean ba- both based on the roster and just how they play, um, you never know. You, we don't know this this season. It's anyone's guess, to be honest. So, um, will be an interesting one at FedEx Forum Thursday. Uh, Munz and I will be chronicling it for uh, the commercial appeal. Uh, Mun's on site myself remotely because unfortunately I'm also in health and safety protocols right now. But uh, we'll have tons of coverage yeah. over at commercialappeal.com uh, of that game as well as Sunday's trip to Tulsa. Till next time, I was Mark. I was joined by Jason. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.